fall on our face and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in prayer. Oh, gracious, wise, and eternal Father, we did come today to worship you because of who you are. Because you have purchased us with your own blood. And we belong to you. And it's in you that we live and move and have our being. Yes. So we come to worship you. And Father God, I just ask that you would just manifest your presence here this this morning. Regardless of what circumstances we might be in, that your presence may be filled. We come to worship you. We come to declare that you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you are greater than our problems. You are greater than our hurts. You are greater than our hangups. And we come to worship you. We come to give you honor and glory. For you and you alone are worthy of all our praise. So let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable unto thy sight, my Lord and my Redeemer. Good morning, church. Does my heart good this morning? See my big brother in the house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Get a chance to see each other that often no more. But it's always good to see you. We are still in the discipline. Yes. We ought to be exercising the discipline because we've covered Bible Wednesday, Monday, and two, we've covered prayer, worship, evangelism. And last week we covered service. This week we're going to cover stewardship. Stewardship. Does this mean manager? How many know that you really don't own nothing? You don't own the house you live in. You, you, You don't own the car you drive. You don't own the air you breathe. God owns it all. Amen? God owns everything. He he was the one which theologian says he stood on nothing and called everything into an existence. So he owns it all. Look at it. It's in the scripture. Turn to Psalm 24, which is our memory verse. 
I'm going to give you a memory verse up front. Amen. Amen. The, the earth is the Lord's. And, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The, the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. Everything you see is the Lord. Yeah. Everything you have is the Lord. He owns the very breath in your body. Yeah. And he can repossess it at a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Everything belongs to him. Yeah. The fullness thereof, the world in this that dwell there. You don't even own yourself. That's right. I, I know you big enough and bad enough to do what you feel like you need to do. But God owns you too. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Yes. Don't get mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's right here. Right. And they that dwell there in he, he owns it. Look, look at, look at, this is not Old Testament. Turn to 1 Corinthians 6.20. For ye, for you, are brought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. He owns you. And he dictates the right on how you ought to handle your body. Mm -hmm. You've been brought with a price. Right. He, he died for you. Yeah. That you might only not have abundant life here, but life eternal with him. So he owns you. Because you know, we have one job. We have one job. That one job for us is to bring him glory. Yeah. Right. Our job here on earth is to bring him glory. Says glorify God with his own. Everything he has entrusted to you. Because you don't own it, you're just a manager or a steward of it. It's to bring him glory. It's to bring him glory. Jesus is our dad. Jesus has been 33 and a half years on earth. And before he left, he prayed his high priestly prayer in John chapter 17. And look what he said in verse 4. Father, I have glorified thee on earth. I have glorified thee on earth. 
I have finished the work that thou hast given me to do. Can you say it? Mm-hmm. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work that you have given me to do. And all of us have the same job. Yeah. It's to bring him glory. That's right. Are you bringing him glory in your life? So our one job is to bring him glory. The problem is that our time is short. And our resources are limited. Look, look what Paul. So, because our least resources are limited and our time is short, we ain't got time to be playing. Right. We ain't got time to be playing church. Right. We, we, we need to be busy about the work of the Lord. Right. Because He's coming back and He's going to ask an account right. on what you have done yeah. with what I have trusted you with. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I want to hear, well done, my right. good and faithful servant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you master over that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to hear that. But time is short. Yeah. Look, listen to what he says in the, what Paul tells the Ephesians church. In Ephesians 5, verses 14 and 17. Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee life. Seeing then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as what? He says, See that you walk diligently, not as fools, but why? We have to use our time wisely. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. We haven't seen an evil day like we see today. Time is short. We got to be busy about the kingdom business because the day is evil. When, had, when else have you seen a political climate like we see right. today? Right. When else did when you see people had no disregard for life? Right. That's right. Mm. Redeem the time because the day is yeah. Yeah. Time is short, people. Yeah. There's no time to play church. That's right. We got to be serious about the work of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. We got to start living like Christians live. Yeah. Yeah. We got to start being an example to a dying world. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Wherefore, be not unwise, but wise, understanding what is the will of God. Right. And the will of God is for you to bring glory yeah. to his name. Yeah. Yeah. 
For whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do to the glory of God. Life is short. James says it this way in James 4.14. He says life is but a faith. Here for a moment and it just disappears.
See, God wants us not to only be stewards of our resources, but of our time and our talent. So, so, use your time wisely. Use your time to glorify God. Use your time to talk about the Lord who loved you and gave his life for you. Use your life to your time to display his glory and his honor. To be an extension of his love and his compassion. That that's why we have ministries here. That's why we have missions here. Yeah. So that's why we ask you to get in parts of small groups. So you can use your time for something that, that matters. Not only for time, but for eternity. That, that you need to get involved in other people's lives. That you need to hold each other accountable to live like Christians live. Because the day is the Now we need to talk about our finances. Yeah. Yeah. Most preachers don't like to talk about money. I don't enjoy it. But it's something that the Bible talks about. So we can't avoid it. We can't avoid it. But, but the thing we need to know is giving is a part of worship. Yeah. You, you just saw I worship. Giving is a part of worship. Turn, turn, turn to Philippians 4, 17 and 19. And, and, and this is Paul. He, he's bragging about the Philippian church and how generous they, they've been yeah. to, to, to the saints in Jerusalem. You, you, you remember Pentecost. The day of Pentecost, Jews came from all over the known world to, 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 to celebrate Pentecost. And, and, and Peter stood up and preached, and 5,000 got saved. 5,000 men, plus women and children. A couple of weeks later, he preached again, and 3,000 men get saved, plus women and children. So, you, first time you're talking about 15 and 27. Second time you're talking around 12. So you got close to 30,000 people, and some of these folks didn't go back home. They stayed in Jerusalem because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He, they ain't going back to their old life because ain't nothing back there for them. So, so they stay. So, so, so Jerusalem is. It's crowded. It's overcrowded. Not only is it overcrowded, a famine hits the land. So, so Paul is going through all the churches that he established and asking them to support the saints in Jerusalem. It's the same thing we do with the BMA. And we give money to the BMA so they can 
support this thing in remote parts of the world. So, so, so that's the setting here. And he's bragging on how generous this Philippian church is. It is. And he says, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that it may be abound to your account. Listen, I, I, we don't ask you to give so that Pastor Dave could get rich. We ask you to give that the Lord would bless you. So that the Lord would bless you. But I have all in advance. I am full and have received of Ephrathitis the things which were sent from you. And here it is. As an odor of a sweet smelling sacrifice acceptable unto me. It was worship. It's worship. It gave the picture of the old Leviticus priest who when they gave sacrifices and, and they burned it, the odor went up to God as a sweet-smelling savior. And when we give, Lord, come up to God as a sweet-smelling savior. Acceptable. And then he gives back to us so we can have more to give. And then he said, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Listen, when it's time to give and time to worship in our giving, we, we, we want to count and make an assessment of our bills and every other thing that we want and what we don't have. And God says, listen, you give. I'm going to supply all you need. It didn't say he supply all you want. I, I want some stuff. But I will supply all your needs according to his word. Listen, I, I, I don't need a bigger car. I don't need a bigger house. What I need is peace in my life. Yeah. What I need is harmony in my home. Yeah. What I need is, 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 is a, a family of believers that come around me and support me yes. when things are, when the bottom has fell. Yes. 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 A bigger house don't give me that. That's right. A nicer car don't give me that. The more money I have, the, the crazier I get. I'm always thinking somebody's trying to get me. <laughs> <laughs> so forgiving is an act of worship. God's economical system is different from ours. Yes. See, 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 we, we come from the mindset that the more I get, the more I keep, the more I have. And this is the passage I want to get to. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 8. Verse 6 says, For this I say, 
he which sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he which sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. God's hand, he gives them this agricultural uh, illustration. They, 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 they were all about farming and they knew what farming was. He said, if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. Listen, it, it's the law of the home. Right down. The law of the home. You, you reap what you sow. Paul says it in reference to sin in Galatians 6. That God's not mocked. You, you, you're going to reap what you sow. But here he's talking about the giving that if you sow sparingly, you won't reap sparingly. It, it's also not the, only the law of harvest, it's the law of multiplication. He, he says if, if you plant a apple seed, you're expected not to get an orange growth, but an apple tree. Yeah. Right? You won't get one apple tree with a couple of hundred apples. Which each apple would have five to six seeds. Out of one seed. It's the law of multiplication. And the more apple seeds you sow, the more you're And it's not for you to keep it for yourself. It's for you to distribute so everybody can eat apples. He said, if you sow sparingly, look, look, look what Jesus puts it. And Luke, excuse me, Mark, just go back uh, Before we go there, go to uh, Proverbs 19.7. We, 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 we give permission. God says in the Old Testament, he that has pity upon the poor or lives to the poor, lives to the Lord. And that which he has given will be repaid to him. When you give permission, and when you give to the unfortunate, the Lord's going to repay you. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, when, when you sow bountifully, it, it's the Lord that brings rain. Without Him, nothing grows anyway. The Lord will repay you. Look, look, look what Jesus says in, 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 in Luke 6.38. Give, and it should be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. Listen, that's God's economy. This is not a give to get ministry. Listen, God can't bless you with your hand closed. He, he does not give to a closed fist. The more you open your hand 
to the poor and to the needy and to the cause of Christ, the more he can run through your hands. God just don't want to bless you. He wants to bless people through you. That's why he, he goes all the way back to Abraham. He told Abraham, I will make your name great. I'll make your seed as multiple as the And through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That same covenant goes for you. He, he wants to bless people through you. And the more you give and bless people, the more he keep running you through you. He doesn't give to a, a, a cul-de-sac. He gives to a conduit. Yeah. Yeah. And he make a way for you to keep giving. Yeah. You remember the, the widow of Sassafras? Yeah. She had enough oil and milk to make one cake. And her and her son, they were going to die. Yeah. And, and Elijah said, feed me first. And, and she fed him first, and the meal never ran out, and the oil never ran out. Her, her son, and her whole household had enough to eat for many days. And that's the way it came. And the Lord wants to work through you the same way. As long as you're willing to give out, he's ready to replenish so you can keep giving. Because he wants you to be an extension of his compassion. Yes. He wants you to be an extension of his love and of his mercy. So with all of that we have, mm -hmm. we ought to be willing to give it. Paul said in Romans 12, I beseech you, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your life a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to Him, which is your reasonable service. You've got to keep dying to yourself and give to others. God wants to work through you. God wants to fit you on display. Yeah. Yeah. And when Satan come against you, he wants to say, have you considered my servant? Have you considered my servant, John? An upright man, still evil, generous. Have you considered him? The Bible says, the eyes of the Lord looks to yeah. and fro. Yeah. Look in whom he may show himself strong. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can he point you out? Can he say, look at him? Can he put you on display? Or are you constantly grabbing and keeping everything for yourself? I'm reminded of Jesus telling the parable of the man that says, uh, I have many things, I'll just build bigger barns and more bigger stuff, and, and then I'll sit and take my ease. And Jesus said, you fool, today your life is required. And who will all that stuff be? 
Because time is short. Yeah. Yeah. So utilize your time and your resources yeah. for the glory of God. Yeah. He wants you to be a good steward. He wants you to be a good steward. Back to uh, 2 Corinthians verse chapter 9. Look at what he says. He says, if you sow fairly, you're going to reap fairly. But if you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. Every man, according as he has purposed in his heart, so that him give, not grudgingly, are of necessity, for God loves a cheerful. It's a matter of the heart. Right. It, 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 I don't give out of duty. I give for my because of my love for the Lord. Amen. So the Old Testament was always the law. Right. And that was something outside of yourself. Okay? New Testament is in It's the heart. And don't take this wrong. I'm not talking talking against tithe. Okay? But tithing is not a silly to stop it. It may be a poor to stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, 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 but with tithing and in the Old Testament law which was outside of it, it you're always geared to get to the duty and no more okay so it's not a duty it's out of the heart he said let every man purpose in his heart see the law was always outside of the people right but when, when if Christ dwells in your heart, yeah. let him direct you on where to get. Amen? It's a matter of It's a matter of love. It's not a matter of duty. I give because the Lord has been gracious to me. And I love him. For he has forgiven me. And he has placed me and in, in, in worked through me. Yeah. So I give out of my love to him, not as a duty. Look what else. Took this turn back, one chapter, chapter 8, verse 12. He says, for if there be first a willing mind, if there be first a willing mind to do, it is acceptable according that a man has, not what he doesn't. I, I can't give what I don't have. Right. So I have to have a willing heart to whatever I have. Lord, you can have it all. Yeah. You can have it all. Because whatever I have, it comes from you. Right. So you direct me. 
Don't, don't, don't let the church or anybody else put a standard on where my giving should be. Let God do that. It's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of the heart. Back, back, back to the scripture in one. Chapter 9, verse 7 and 8. Every man according as he purpose in his heart. Not, not grudging. Mm -hmm. I don't do this grudging. So, so sometimes you can give grudges. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you can do stuff grudges. Just because, listen, perfect example. You tell your son to take out the trash. Mm -hmm. He take it, but he fussing all the way up. <laughs> but it's a different thing when you do it out of love. Yeah. And you ain't even got to tell him. You just go, you know, right. to take out the trash. God wants to do it out of us. He wants to do it because we that we are cheerful doing it. We're, that word means hilarious. We're, we're laughing about it. We're, we're giving out our property and laugh because we know God wants to do something with it. God will bless some people with it. And God's going to find me faithful if not in this life, in the next. And I'd much rather store up treasures in heaven yeah. where thieves can't break in and steal yeah. and where it doesn't decay. Yeah. It's quiet in here. Yeah. <laughs> Look at verse 8. In God is able. You can stop right there. Yeah, God is able. God is able to make all grace abound towards you that always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. There's a lot of all going on there. Yeah. 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 Right. Amazing. Romans 8 says. He who gave you his son, how not with him will he freely give you all things? When you give to the Lord, he is able to make all grace abound toward you. All grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. He, he's able to give you everything you don't deserve. He's able to let all grace abound to you that you have all sufficiency. Yeah. You ain't going to lack nothing. Right. If you give to the purposes of God, now you give your money to some foolishness, then you just fool. But if you give your money to, 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 to the work of the Lord and the solid ministry that's doing the work of the Lord, then he's going to make sure you have all sufficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For all things. Yeah. 
for all things, that you may abound in every good work. God wants you productive. Amen? Amen. God wants you working over here for him, over here, giving some something, something over here for that work. And he's going to make sure you have enough to continue to spread God's love around the world. Because we're God's stewards. And we only manage what he has given us. So manage it for the glory of God. Seriously. Mm-hmm. How, how many suits do I need? Right. I need a couple more because I'm gaining too much weight. <laughs> <laughs> how many cars do you need? Yeah. You fill in the blank. How many do you need? It's a drug addict or alcoholic. You say one more. You just say just one more. You have to live here and there. How many more do you need? Just another. Give. And it will be given back to you. Good measure. Press down. Shake it together. Run it over. God will have other people give it. He did it for Job. Job lost his ten children, all his wealth. He got ten more children. He got double his wealth. And men gave to him. God made sure people gave to him. It's amazing how God has blessed people. Just just think about your life. And how he has blessed you and kept you. Is he able? Is he able to provide for you? He's able. We ought to worship him and enjoy him. We ought to use our tongues to glorify him. Proverbs 11.24 says, and this was Mike, and Mike did this for the offering. I said, Mike, he stole my note. (laughs) (laughs) There is that scatter and yet increase, and there is that withhold more is meant but to hinder when you scatter and make sure God's love and mercy, God's goodness go around, he keeps increasing. Yeah. He keeps giving you more to scatter. Yeah. But when you hold on to it, I think what, what the prophet said, I think it was the Bible, said he has a way of putting holes in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. He, he let the money just slip right through. That, that's why every time you get some money, it goes real quick. You like where it goes because you, you want to use it all on yourself. 
sogar der Apelosen war. Aber wenn du start giving it out to the work of the ministry, when you start being other sinners, yeah. yeah. he makes sure you have all sufficient. We serve a good God. Yes, we do. But why don't you trust Him? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you trust Him? Yeah. And I'm going to close with my favorite verse, one of my favorite verse. Ephesians 3 20. I don't know if I gave that to you, Mark. Did I give that to you, Mark? Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that works in you. He's able to do more than you can ask or think. And believe me, I can think of some stuff. But he can do more that I can ask or think according to the power that works in me. When I allow the Holy Spirit to dictate my time and my resources on how I give it out and how I spend it, then he's going to do more than I can ask or think. Wow. Yeah. We serve a good God. Yeah. And he's worthy. Yeah. And we come to worship him yeah. with all that we are. Yeah. We belong to him. Yeah. We have been brought with a price. Yeah. We are not our own. So glorify God with all that you are. Yeah. Yeah. He loved you and he died for you. Thank you. Loving back. Yeah. Amen. 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 Amen